Hello, stargazers. Welcome to 7th House Astrology, where I take any topic that is related to relationships or romance. I investigate under the lens of Sinistry Astrology, otherwise known as Love or Relationship Astrology. I am your host, Sandra Misek, and I'm so glad that you guys have joined me for today. So today is part two of the love triangle that's going on between Tom Sandoval, Ariana Maddox, and Raquel Levis in the Vanderpump Rules. Um, so for this week, what I'm going to do is just take a look at the Sinistry charts, what was really going on in each relationship, um, astrologically speaking. Um, so I, I can't, like I said again, it isn't the final say. Um, it's just like kind of like a, a little look at what could have been, what might have been happening astrologically. And uh, really, again, what could be possible outcomes for Ariana Maddox, as well as for Tom Sandoval, um, since they're at the forefront of this love triangle, uh, if, if you kind of ask my opinion, whenever it comes to affairs, I kind of feel like the two people who had the marriage, uh, who were involved in the marriage, come at the forefront of the love triangle. I kind of find that, you know, again, the other drawback to affairs is that the person who ended up engaging in the affair comes last. And I think that kind of kind of sums it up when it comes to the relationships. And hence why I also find that love triangles, affairs, as I've said, that's another reason why I don't really approve of it. But anyway, kind of jumping right into the Vanderpump Rules with Tom Sandoval Ariana Maddox, as well as Raquel Levis. So um, when I looked at all the charts, the one thing I just want to kind of sum up so that I'm not sounding like a broken record from last week or not just sound like a broken record in general, since I have a tendency to do that. Um, I just want to sum up what I noticed with all three charts in general. And, you know, some of the patterns that I find that Tom Sandoval engages in when it comes to looking for relationship astrologically. And I think the first thing that I, I've kind of noticed that was kind of interesting is that in all of the relationships with both Ariana as well as with Raquel, uh, again, heavy Mars placement. So literally with Ariana, um, it's, you know, Mars is conjunct Tom Sandoval's Mars placement, and the same with Raquel, too. Uh, Mars, for her, in her chart, is absolutely flushed and conjunct with uh, Tom Sandoval's placement. And what I see with this situation is not only a lot of impulse, as I discussed last week, but um, it is true that with Tom Sandoval, it seems like the only sort of relationship that he really has come to know especially with being on the Vanderpump rules is a sexual relationship. And I, I kind of, um, I mean, like I said, I'm not knocking sex entirely. Don't get me wrong. Um, I mean, sex can really spice up self-love if you're single, you know, actually like masturbation slash sex can really spice up, you know, your self-care, self-love for yourself when you're single. It can also spice up your love life if you're in a relationship with a partner. I mean, it can increase intimacy uh, between two partners. But what I'm kind of talking about here when it comes to sex being based off of love 
is, you know, jumping right into it and really then thinking that, you know, the person just because you had not only that, that sexual interaction, that sexual chemistry from the first date, but also you're just, you're frequently engaged in sex. Therefore, you know, the person that you're with and, you know, as much, you know, sex, I feel can be a little bit of a trickster, uh, really, like I said, while it spices things up, while it increases intimacy, I think the real trickster of it all is that it's just, it's really an interaction that soups us full of hormones and soups us full of chemistry. I mean, the whole act of it releases dopamine, releases serotonin, releases a lot of endorphins. And also, you know, you look at the actual chemistry of it, you know, for a woman, literally part of a guy is in her. For a guy, he's literally going into a woman in that way. So, I mean, it could feel like you know this individual because of the very intimate and the very, the depths that sex can bring. And like I said, can trick you into thinking that also you're very intimate or that you're very close knit and very close together when really, as I've said before, with Mars, Mars is very simple when it comes to its energy. It's either fight or flight. It's either to have sex or to not have sex, to have sex or to really um, condemn somebody for not having sex. Um, it's really I survive or I die. You know, there is no, with Mars, there really is no in-between. There really is no gray area. And what I find with the sexual relationship with Tom Sandoval is that, you know, it, it kind of is, it, it's a little disappointing. And I think that that's, it's really true for all three individuals involved in the love triangle that um, they're basing their relationship off of that and thinking that, hey, you know, because I'm, I'm frequently engaged in a sexual relationship with you, I'm getting to know you. And really, that's actually quite false. You're kind of getting to know each other via chemistry. And like I've said always with every podcast, chemistry isn't everything. I think actually with all three members of the Vanderpump Rules, and I kind of think with anyone within a reality show format, because especially on Bravo, what I'm seeing a lot of, I mean, even like with Below Deck, I was uh, reviewing Below Deck today too, and there seems to be a lot of Mars-oriented relationships in the regard that everyone's shacking up, hooking up, sleeping together, thinking that they have a relationship or they're in love. And really, it's just, um, you know, in some cases, it's just somebody who needs release, um, emotional release, and they're not really you know, turning to it in a very constructive way. But uh, I think with all three members of the Vanderpump Rules, they really need to treat themselves, as I mentioned last podcast, to an actual proper date um, where they actually sit down with their partner, they actually have a conversation, they actually, you know, have dinner, maybe like dinner and a movie. You know, they just have like a cuddling and also a very getting, you know, heart to heart, getting to know you sort of time frame um, in the relationship, because I just feel like they're not really, they're kind of getting a misrepresentation of what a relationship really is, in my view. As we saw with Tom and Ariana, I think that's exactly 
why they kind of rushed into a wedding. That's exactly why I think why the wedding didn't really work out. They kind of rushed into it. Um, and they all, they rushed into it with, gee, we're having sex very often. We had a sexual relationship. Let's, let's go ahead and go ahead and move forward. And really, I think that you need to, like I said, again, slowing down and really having a proper relationship. I think really it's high time that Tom Sandoval, Ariana Maddox, and Raquel Levis treat themselves to that. You know, um, really just sitting down, slowing down, and just getting to know their partner, who they are opposite. So uh, the second thing with Tom Sandoval that I thought was interesting. So I, I kind of I think I might have mentioned this within my episode. If you guys haven't caught it yet, um, please feel free. It's basically what ma- the astrology of what makes an affair. You know what what exactly is going on in the sinistry chart that makes the affair. But I think I'll be just kind of alluding to that um, today and alluding to that within this episode. Because there's a couple of things that I feel um, really stand out astrologically. But uh, one thing about an affair I, I find is that with, with uh, Tom Sandoval, he may have felt like he met somebody completely novel, completely new, completely fresh and different. And many people who engage in affairs usually feel this way. They find like somebody just brand new that kind of completes them. But the person that they're engaging in the affair with isn't really that new from the person with whom they're married to. And with Tom Sandoval, this is not actually um, different in this regard. What I found uh, really to be another heavy strain between Ariana Maddox and Raquel Levis was that, again, there's a ton of control in the relationships. It's, it seems like, like Tom Sandoval loves control in his relationships. And, um, I kind of looked at his Pluto placement, especially, um, he has a similar Pluto placement as I do Pluto conjunct Saturn. Now, the only thing that I can really say and what could indicate this, um, within his own personality is that he feels like he gains power when destroying things that are of old. A good, a good, uh, example, sorry, good example of this uh, when it comes to generationally is like kind of around the time when he was born and around the time when I was born, which was the fall of the Berlin Wall. Um, That's the only thing I could really think of. Also in 2020, Pluto was conjunct Saturn in Capricorn. And the biggest example of of basically uh, destroying old patriarchy or destroying old forms of control or old forms of power was the Black Lives Matter movement and also people actually questioning, you know, when it came to the coronavirus, people start to question Donald J. Trump's I'm sorry, I'm having a hard time speaking tonight. I am so sorry, stargazers. But yeah, people start to question Donald J. J. Trump's, um, you know, his decisions when it came to ruling the country and his delays with getting vaccinations for COVID and also really his delays when it came to, well, it actually turned out that it was the Proud Boys who also wreaked anarchy and tried to 
make those who are protesting with Black Lives Matter, try to make them look bad and try to make them look like criminals when really it was a, a, a white supremacist group that was actually doing all the pillaging, um, smashing of windows, burning down churches, what have you. But uh, really, like I said, that that's those are like two examples that I can really think of where it's like the old patriarchy, old ways of rulership were actually being destroyed. And for those of us who have that in our charts, we look to kind of destroy or usurp or um, really just call into question to almost where it can't, these things can be destroyed, but old forms of power, like old forms of patriarchy. I would think like with Tom Sandoval, I think he's desperately looking for a freer new life, um, not having old fashioned norms such as the mom does all the cooking or the lady in the relationship does all the cooking and the cleaning while the man goes out and earns the bread and butter and the bacon. I mean, you know, such old fashioned norms while many other generations could kind of be like, nah, that's, that's neither here nor there. Yeah, that's an annoyance, but we can deal with that. You know, those of us who have uh, Pluto conjunct Saturn in our charts really take that on as a major issue. And I think with Tom, his sense of control is maybe allowing the ladies in his life a little too much freedom, perhaps, or his sense of control is maybe even giving the visage of giving the ladies in his life freedom when really there might be another underpinning in there. But I just, I found this to be rather interesting because, I mean, it's either Pluto's conjunct Pluto or there's some really heavy transactions between uh, personal planets in either chart. So, it, you know, a lot of, like I said, a lot of these relationships based off of, you know, lots of control as well and really kind of keeping two people under their thumb. Um, really, I, I, one thing that I'm usually advising with some, with the two charts is, you know, keeping power mongering issues under control. And then the third thing, you know, it doesn't it doesn't really surprise me with this third thing, this third element that I found in the charts, but heavy Neptune uh, sort of interactions. So a lot of relationships that are based off of ideals, that are based off of dreams. I would say with Tom Sandoval, there's a lot of relationships where it's based off of, hey, you're like Betty Boop meets Jessica Rabbit. Uh, you look beautiful. Kind of like the B-52 song, actually. It's like, you know, I'm the daughter of Frankenstein. I'm the, the son of Dracula. Hey, let's meet and have a baby now. Um, again, I feel like a lot of ideals are exactly like that song. I feel like that's, that the song from the B-52s really encapsulates those lyrics encapsulates a lot of heavy Neptune um, interactions and the heavy Neptune. I just feel it's based off of, you know, just idealism and not a lot of actually getting to know the two individuals. I actually had mentioned this, I think also with Sutton Strack and Garcelle Beauvais friendship as well. They have the same thing, going for them, which is, you know, their um, Neptune placements are exactly conjunct or flush with each other in the chart. And a lot of their relationship is based off of, you know, the ideals, you know, just a lot of ideals. They're usually putting the rosy colored glasses on with each other 
they're not actually seeing each other for who they actually are. And um, I see the same thing with Tom Sandoval, with both Ariana Maddox and Raquel Levis. I also see the same thing happening with Ariana Maddox and Raquel Levis as well, too. This is just kind of like a common thread within this love triangle. So um, I, I just thought that those three points were rather interesting. Um, it seems like, too, again, even though, as I've said, it, it, you know, with Tom Sandoval, even though his relationship with Raquel may have felt very new and very fresh, again, um, it seems like we're kind of moving like a broken record. It seems like it's a repeat. And I'm kind of wondering when it comes to their relationship, if they might have what it takes to actually make it work, or if there's going to be another impulse that might break up the relationship again, you know, kind of like, you know, kind of similar to Tom and Ariana. I'm kind of wondering if maybe Tom may engage in another affair in the future or I'm kind of wondering, I'm just kind of wondering, like, when it comes to Raquel, his relationship with Raquel, if uh, it's going to meet the test of time, really. Uh, just taking a look at this with Sinistry Astrology. But since we're on the subject matter of Tom, we're getting to the subject matter, actually, of Tom and Ariana, let's go ahead and dump, jump right in and um, kind of, you know, like I said, again, I'm having a lot of trouble speaking this evening, stargazers. I'm so sorry. So let's go ahead and jump right in to Tom and Ariana's chart and take a look at what else is going on in their chart other than what I've mentioned earlier. So aside from the heavy Mars position, one thing that I also saw with Tom and Ariana's chart is that they're, they both have extremely, extremely similar charts. Now, I know what you're thinking. It's like, hey, if someone's extremely similar, that might be good. That way they're kind of like you and you kind of become familiar with that person rather quickly and in a short amount of time. Well, it's kind of like having trines, an overt amount of trines and sextiles in your chart, like some good, easy influences. You know, if your charts are way too similar, and therefore, if you are way too similar to the other person, it's it's a kind of uncommon, it's quite uncommon, not uncommon, it's quite common to see that uh, both persons might be grow bored or one person might even grow bored. Somebody's going to grow bored in the relationship, uh, mainly because, you know, being too similar to each other, it, it's kind of like it's human psychology. We don't like everyone being too similar. We crave a little bit of mystery and we crave a little bit of difference. And a lot of the time, whenever we have an opposition in the chart, so somebody who's the opposite of us, that's like the quintessential attraction right there, um, mainly because they're so unlike us. And therefore, being so unlike us, they bring very unique experiences to the table and bringing those unique experiences to the table that, you know, in our psychology is what we kind of thrive on in trying to make us whole or, you know, really kind of, you know, deepening our experiences with life. Um, so I think with Tom and Ariana, one bit of friction when it came to their chart was that, yeah, they're very similar. And as I mentioned earlier, with both Pluto and Neptune, a lot of the generational planets just kind of, there's actually a ton of planets in their chart that just kind of merge together, um, meaning that they're conjunct um, in the chart. They just kind of, they're flush with each other. 
Now, for Pluto, a lot of times astrologers say, well, you know what, that just shows that there's, you know, both persons are of a similar generational, you know, bracket uh, within the chart. I tend to warn, I, I just, I can't help but notice that Pluto conjunct Pluto, you have both persons, power planets, transformational planets, you know, kind of sandwiched together like that. So one thing that I do actually recommend when it comes to that is really um, having both persons in the couple really reassess how they're gaining control in the relationship. And I think with Ariana, it's just, you know, her Pluto against Tom's Pluto conjunct Saturn relationship. And, you know, also her Pluto is also hitting, it's in her second house, but it's also hitting his second house as well too. So there was a lot of control over money is what it, it, it kind of came down to control over finances and also control of the security of the relationship. The thing that I would have, or the thing, you know, if Tom and Ariana are to get back together again, or if they were to be together still, the one thing that I'd really warn in this relationship is really finding ways to transform taking power and taking control with uh, matters of security, finances, and money, and learning how to transform, like just controlling the other person into something more profound. Maybe one person, actually both people in this relationship especially, can get into deeper insights as to how to be financially secure, how to be financially sound, also how to be secure and sound in their relationship if they don't feel as such, um, you know, within within the dynamics of their relationship. Um, and really, I, I would say using that deeper insight into transforming the relationship for the better. I think a good example of security in the relationship is, you know, aside from financials, is you know, again, uh, maybe Tom had a throng of friends around him because of his Venus placement being in Leo. And Ariana wasn't really comfortable with that. It's like, yeah, you're having too many people around you all the time. So again, kind of um, really, I think really to transform and probe this sort of, you know, controlling factor of, yeah, have like only three friends over, have no friends over at all, which is something I could really see within this, uh, this dynamic, uh, really maybe just saying, yeah, you can have friends over, but let's just make sure that in the time that you spend with friends, that we also have some really great quality time for ourselves. And really coming up with things like maybe we can have a tantric sex session or maybe we can have um, couples massage or, you know, something that kind of probes deeply into the soul is what I would say within this relationship. But I'd say that's one thing that kind of also derailed the relationship is that especially like with Pluto, but it's not just Pluto either. Um, you know, we have Uranus conjunct each other. Neptune conjunct each other. Um, you know, there's too many, like with Uranus, it's too much of the eroticism and too much of the revolutionary energy that I wouldn't be surprised if both persons really didn't know where they stood in the relationship when it came to 
sociopolitical views, which, you know, whether or not we want to think about that, that is important. Or revolutionary stances, you know, with Tom Sandoval, um, you know, with Jupiter being conjunct Uranus, it was probably very broad to begin with, um, you know, or revolutionary stances, kind of like uh, with me when it came to the ideals of Buddhism, you know, being kind of a good revolutionary stance for me. Um, maybe something similar for him, something that was very broad and general, but yet very, you know, very much into change or big about making change. Ariane, on the other hand, was not so broad. It's like she found zoned in on one particular idea and ran with it. Um, even though it's kind of, they're both kind of similar, I could see where there's some tensions where, like with Ariana, may not think that Tom doesn't care enough about a particular cause or where he just doesn't care enough or he's not awake enough in life. Tom might see Ariana's being way too aggressive in life when it comes to her viewpoints and her worldview. So um, again, with the generational planets, I just see where um, there's a lot of intense energy that's really too close together in each other's charts. And that's where I could see a lot of friction happening. And I did mention the Neptune conjunct Neptune over idealism, um, not really seeing the reality of the other person. So, I mean, these are definite things that could really bring tension into the relationship as well. The other thing that I found within Tom Sandoval and Ariana Maddox's chart, uh, Ariana Maddox's chart, yes, is that Tom, you know, his son conjunct Mercury, and then there's also Mars in there, is actually quincunx his Neptune. And honestly, again, in referring back to my episode on affairs, quincunxes and having a multitude of them are not uncommon in a symmetry chart between two people, especially if that quincunx happens to be with Neptune, because there's always one side of that person who's either over heavily idealized. And, you know, again, with a quincunx, we're compartmentalizing two different energies in life. With Tom Sandoval and Ariana Maddox, I could see where the sexual energy, their egoic side, the sun energy, you know, their sun and cancer. And also for Tom, his logical side is compartmentalized and is completely separate from fantasy life. And, um, I, you know, it's kind of interesting, you know, we would think that with sex comes fantasy. So how could they be separate? I think really the biggest thing in a relationship, how they can be separate is if the couple favors one energy over the other. If they, they, they know that they have, you know, the potential, like with Tom Sandoval, he knows that he has the potential to logically reason and ration things out. Ariana does as well, too. She has Mercury very close. Actually, it's a house away from her son's position, but still very close to her son's position in her chart. Um, you know, they both have big, great reasoning capacity. Um, I think also, you know, again, uh, with being in cancer, being also able to be supportive of those with whom they love and they cherish dearly. However, they kind of shut that off and kind of cause that side to go to sleep while favoring the Neptune side, favoring the fantasy side. Or sometimes they'll favor the sex side 
and then shut off the fantasy side and let that go to sleep as well as the logical side and let that go to sleep. So um, with Tom Sandoval, again, I think his situation when it came to Raquel Levis, since it was a very sexual relationship, again, his Mars placement was really well activated. The same with Ariana. Uh, his son, you know, close to his Mars aspect was really well activated. And the sexual side of relationships was really well activated. And also, again, the Neptune side was activated too, but again, very separate from each other. Um, I wouldn't be surprised with Raquel if with the sexual relationship, maybe if the Mercury side, his logical reasoning skills might have been awakened and also his Cancerian side may have been awakened a little bit more. And that's where he might have felt like he became a new person in the relationship. Unlike where with Ariana, he was staying stuck, being the old person in the relationship. Unfortunately for a quincunx, especially when you have a quincunx in a relationship, doesn't really work that way. Um, actually, what quincunx has revealed to us in astrology is that while um, somebody's planetary influence may activate one side of the quincunx and cause us to feel revolutionary and new and a new person, we actually aren't the new person. Um, that energy has been in us. It's just been reawakened. Um, and actually with the quincunx, the best way to become the most well-rounded person is to blend the old with what was awakened. You know, blend what was awakened with everything else that was existing and then kind of work with that as a whole. Now, ideally, stargazers, I would say when it comes to quincunxes, these are things that really should be settled with yourself before you go into a relationship. But, you know, if it is within a relationship, what I, what I actually encourage Tom Sandoval, even though he's, you know, kind of having a, you know, actually having a relationship with Raquel um, Levis now, you know, again, taking again, some time to merge both what was reawakened within him with what it was already existent in him and really kind of, I think that as he finds cohesion, he's going to find more of a truth inside of himself and find, you know, that truth being within being his whole self. Um, but it's not uncommon. Um, usually within affairs, there's a lot of, not only are, are there like two or three quincunxes, but also that quincunx, there's one quincunx that's usually surrounding around the eighth house to uh, towards the other person's ascendant, kind of really um, giving an identity shift, if you may. And that's usually pretty, um, pretty common as well. But within this chart with Ariana, I'm not seeing that. Um, really, I just see that her Venus placement is outside of Tom's eighth house. And it's not really forming a quincunx at all with his ascendant, um, not really even forming a quincunx at all when it comes to even her moon's placement uh, within the, the chart. However, the one thing that I do see with her moon placement is that's right outside of Tom Sandoval's 12th house. Now, for those of you who have listened to my podcast, you know how I feel about 12th house planetary positions. That uh, it's all, first off, it's not uncommon to find that within a um, affair, you know, either within someone who has been cheated on in a sinister chart or someone who is the cheater in the relationship. 
Uh, we will find this out too with Raquel's chart that actually she has a couple of planets in the 12th house as well. The reason for this is there's usually unexpressed, you know, the 12th house to me is the place where unexpressed energy kind of just stays there. And, you know, again, with Tom and Ariana, again, if this sounds like it's being kind of mean, or kind of ragging on somebody, um, I, you know, they are not alone with this 12th house energy because I also have that in my chart. I have Mars stuck in my 12th house. And, you know, if I, you know, in my 20s, if you were to ask me about survival, I could give you a very philosophical answer about how I viewed survival. But as for actually living and actually having survival skills in my pocket, that didn't really come for me. You know, my viewpoints and opinions didn't really come for me until just recently. You know, when I was actually, and actually too, um, it didn't really come for me as well too until I was in my late 20s and then also now just recently. And the reasons for that was because my health and safety were threatened. So um, again, it, it's not uncommon for 12th house energy to kind of be underexpressed for a number of years and then kind of pop up a little later in life. But uh, like I said, it's kind of like this confusing, unexpressed energy. And I kind of find with um, with Ariana's moon being placed right outside of Tom Schwartz's 12th house, whereas her moon in uh, Virgo really is favoring, you know, having a conventional relationship, having a societally acceptable relationship um, with, you know, all the way around, you know, being able to have kids, being able to have the white picket fence, being able to have a family, you know, as much as she might have expressed this with Tom, with Tom, it seems like he can understand this logically, but as to fulfilling this need, it's nebulous. And that's, like I said, not uncommon when it comes to 12th house situations. I could kind of see where this could cause friction, where it kind of feels like with Ariana, she feels like she's not being listened to in the relationship when it comes to trying to build as much of a nuclear family as possible while in the confines of a reality show. And uh, I think it's just, it's not so much that she wasn't listened to. It's just, again, there was a nebulousness of with Tom where it's like, okay, this sounds really great. Okay. I understand what this means, but how to express this in the relationship? Question marks, lots of them. The last thing that I really noticed um, within both Tom and Ariana's chart. Well, first off, Ariana's Saturn placement is also outside of Tom's second house as well. So his ideas I think I've remembered hearing his ideas about a particular bar that's like supposed to be a subset of Sir, you know, Lisa Vanderpump's restaurant. But to me, what it sounded like, I think it was like Tom Sandoval and Tom Schwartz got together and their business plan kind of sounded like the movie Cocktails. Yeah. And I'm talking about what you might, you guys might think that the movie with Tom Cruise you know, where um, he and, you know, his character and his partner, everybody came and went, but they were the center of attention doing like really cool effects when it came to making cocktails to everybody, for everybody. 
And, uh, yeah, I think what Tom Schwartz and Tom Sandoval, they had, what, what it sounded like was exactly that, like, gee, we'll have a restaurant. People will come and go, but we'll be making the cocktails. We'll be making these really great cocktails and we'll be the center of attention. It'll be all awesome. And, you know, butterflies and rainbows and puppy dogs. And, you know, I think in other episodes, that's where Lisa Vanderpump was like, uh, reality check. What are you guys doing? Do you guys have a business plan? You know, what are your projected goals? It's, it's, it's really expensive to, you know, own a restaurant. So, um, kind of cracks me up, but, uh, you know, uh, when it came to his plans for that, I wouldn't be surprised with Ariana if she might have also said, uh, Tom, you might want to think about projected goals. You might want to think about, are going to hire people? You might want to think about the day-to-day and kind of the the practical business side. And while the this sense of wisdom from Ariana may have been very refreshing for Tom, by the same token, um, as he evolved, it might have felt like she controlled the purse strings a little too much or controlled the vision and kind of hampered the vision or was coming close to that. And again, I could see where that could also provide tension in the relationship. I think to sum up overall with um, Tom and Ariana, you know, with uh, both her, so is her Venus conjunct Chiron position outside his eighth house, you know, paired with the heavy Mars situation and also the heavy Neptune influence. I'm kind of seeing, again, a lot of, chem- well, I think especially with Ariana's um, Venus placement being outside of Tom's eighth house, a lot of chemistry, you know, and I just don't think that both persons may have thought through their relationship rather well. And I'm sorry if this sounds a little bitchy. Um, again, we're kind of getting to the, the bottom of it, what happened to their marriage, but, um, you know, I, I kind of find that um, a lot of it was based off of chemistry. Not a lot of thought was really provided. Not a lot of ref- reflection time was really provided um, when it came to, gee, can I make this commitment? I think I, I covered this last week, but I'll, I'll repeat it as well because I think it's important. You know, actually taking the time and reflecting, can I make a commitment to somebody? And not thinking about the happily ever after. It's like, you know, if we should fight, if we should not get along, if I should see the person's ugly side, you know, can we weather the storm and, or can I weather the storm at least? Can my partner weather the storm or do I feel, do I have faith that my partner will also weather the storm? And I feel like this wasn't thought of too much. And really, I think both Tom and Ariana Again, I don't know whether production may have also, you know, production of Bravo, meaning like the producers, everybody who was running around the Vanderpump rules might have also pressured the two of them to get married. Lisa Vanderpump is also known to pressure uh, to people who are in love to getting married because, oh, well, she just loves weddings. And unfortunately, with that pressure, it's, you know, I, I see where you you have some good intent in wanting to see two of your employees or, you know, when, when you have too many outside influencers who are trying to pressure you into a marriage. I mean, I see where you might have some good intent, but by the same token, 
it's kind of not your place. Um, the, you know, as to whether or not two people get married, that's their business. And I feel like that's their business to manage and handle. Um, and that needs to be handled between them. I think really, um, with Tom and Ariana, they deserve to get away from production themselves. They deserve to kind of have that private time. And really, when it comes to relationships, really kind of factor commitment in. And uh, really, like I said, again, just taking it very slowly as well, too. But, you know, um, I'm sorry to hear that they have parted. Um, I don't blame Ariana for not wanting to be in a relationship with Tom. As I've said, please move out. I heard that they're both still living together. Move out. Start a new chapter in your life or have him move out. And I think I mentioned this last week, but start that new chapter and start it anew. But I do think that for Ariana, especially, she has some great potential for a wonderful relationship. I think she just needs to meet somebody who has a good earth centered energy and somebody who could really balance her out, um, not only meet her ideals, but also balance her out as well, too, because I also can see, again, souped up emotional energy with, again, Mars um, conjunct the sun and cancer. So like something is someone who could kind of help calm her down and kind of see you kind of activate her Mercury side and activate some wisdom into the relationship as well. With Tom, he has potential as well. He has a big heart. I've mentioned this last week. He has a big heart and I think he does have potential. It's just, again, getting away from production, getting away from the pressures and really listening to his heart. I think it's the same with Ariana. Just listening to your heart a little bit more and really um, considering a couple factors. Well, speaking of the third side of this triangle, let's go ahead and dive into Tom and Raquel's charts. First thing what I think really brought their dynamic, both Raquel and Tom, really brought their dynamic out. And I think what really caused them to be really attracted to each other was that both of their moons are opposite each other. They're in opposition. So again, instant attraction, uh, beware of instant repulsion. I think that really with Raquel, she came across as being very wise, being very philosophical. And uh, with Tom, it was a breath of fresh air because he's used to dealing with kind of the emotional, kind of the illogical uh, when it comes to the cast. That really, um, it was nice to have somebody who was kind of wise about things. So I think that that was really one dynamic that attracted them into the relationship. But there were just, like I said, again, a couple things. Again, Mars, again, is activating Tom Sandoval's Mercury conjunct Sun and Mars positions. So again, a sexual relationship, you know, that's indicating a very sexual relationship. Also that, you know, she awakened, again, that logical side. And for Tom, it's really merging that with the rest. Um, his her moon is actually outside of his Neptune placement. So again, very heavy ideals. I think with their moon signs being um, in opposition to each other, they really kind of felt like they could relate on a very deep emotional soul level. I think pair that with um, Neptune's conjunct, you know, Tom Sandoval's Neptune's position being conjunct Raquel's, 
you know, moon position as well, um, there was a lot of like ideals that seemed to just resonate deep within Raquel. And I think that's what really was like hook, line and sinker for her. I think for him, her inner side really brought out a lot of ideals, you know, uh, you know, kind of like really activated the idealistic side to him as well. So a couple of things I see that I kind of warn about when it comes to Raquel and Tom's relationship. Well, first off, her son is actually outside Tom Sandoval's 12th house again. And her son is actually conjunct Chiron. And as I mentioned in last week's episode, it just means her wound of just not really being enough is at the surface a lot of the time. And really, I think the biggest, one of the biggest um, negotiators or deal breakers for her is as to whether or not the other person in her life can understand and help her overcome these chironic heals, or, sorry, chironic wounds, you know, heal these chironic um, wounds in her. Um, unfortunately, being outside Tom Sandoval's chart, while it may have gave him an attraction to her, Paired with the Virgo energy, which kind of helps to ground the watery energy in Tom's chart. Uh, again, it's still outside the 12th house. So it's like while he might have a philosophical conception of how to help Raquel, again, how to make that a reality, again, a little nebulous. And a lot of affairs, it's interesting that with this 12th house appeal and this 12th house situation, there's, it's always nebulous. And I think it's that nebulousness that really kind of draws people to it. It's, it's like the nebulousness kind of makes the affair not really as serious uh, or maybe doesn't make the relationship as serious. At, at least that's what is perceived uh, when really, again, one person, the reality of it is one person can feel rather neglected when it comes to their needs into the relationship. Kind of like with Ariana, she felt neglected when it came to her emotional needs of having a stable family. I think with Raquel, her chironic needs are being neglected in the relationship. And again, far more is in favor with the sexual side is what I'm seeing. Also, I do have to note that both Raquel's Venus placement, as well as I think it's her North Node, Venus, as well as um, Jupiter placement, are also in her 12th house. So when it comes to needs of love, while she may want, you know, while she philosophizes and understands what uh, things like loyalty really mean to her and having passion within the relationship, because those are things that are important for those who have Scorpio, you know, Venus and Scorpio. Again, expressing that in the relationship, little nebulous as well, too. I think she has to be real. She has to really feel in the moment is what I'm thinking of in order to express that Venus placement. And again, I could see where if she's not always in the moment with Tom, that can also cause a little bit of a warning of some friction. Um, and then of course with Jupiter, it's really um, matters of considering the other person again, great um, with philosophy, unfortunately how to express that into the relationship also kind of nebulous. 
So one thing I would actually recommend for both people or for both individuals involved, you know, really cutting the nebulousness out of the relationship. Um, I think first off with Tom, learning how to care for someone, I think really uh, when it comes to Raquel, she has these chironic wounds, really activating his Cancerian side and really actually caring for her. Um, and learning how to care for her, I think is going to be a big hurdle for him to overcome in this relationship. Not that he doesn't, but again, it's just like I said, nebulousness area, nebulous area. For Raquel, really finding ways to, you know, when she is present and she's feeling the love with Tom, really finding out like what are the good attributes that kind of cause her to express love and maybe finding more could really puncture this nebulous aspect in their chart, in her chart as well. When it comes to, gee, how do I express this? The same with Jupiter, um, like how to care for Tom. Well, again, if you see the compassionate side, the side that you love about him the most, I think that's going to be easier to find a way to really care and consider him far more than kind of remaining nebulous. Um, like I said, that's one recommendation that I have moving forward within the relationship. So getting into the controlling parts of the chart, the, the sides where I'm like, eh, be careful. So it looks like Tom's moon is actually squ squared Raquel's Saturn in this relationship. So what this means is that, um, again, with Raquel... She can really express matters when it comes to her Saturn position and really give wisdom in regards to compassion. Um, also, really, since it's, you know, Saturn's in Pisces, which is kind of an interesting placement. And actually, it's kind of interesting because right now, current Saturn is also in Pisces. It's been an interesting transit. But I think the bigger issues, she brings a lot of wisdom of how to bring compassion and also how to look beyond just the everyday. Um, really, while this may appeal to Tom, um, initially within his inner realm, um, his moon's position, you know, again, as he evolves, and this is the one part about Saturn that I don't like, as he evolves, she might be a little more controlling, like, oh, gee, I didn't mean it. I didn't mean for you to experience a vision quest this way. I meant for you to experience a vision quest this way. Or I didn't mean for you to go into the ethereal world. I meant for you to do, you know, something more spiritual on this plane or what have you. Again, I think in order to make this side of the relationship work uh, with Raquel, the reigns, very much like with Ariana when it comes to uh, Venus uh, and the hard aspect to Saturn, um, really just letting go of the reins and letting that person evolve as they're going to evolve. Because really, as they're evolving, they're going to evolve that much more in the relationship. And you're still inspiring them in either way, shape or case. For her, she's still inspiring him when it comes to his business and how not only to relate to, you know, cohorts on the Vanderpump Rules, but when it comes to his cocktails-themed bar, you know, how to think about it more realistically. Um, however, again, let go of the reins and let him experience 
what he is going to experience is what I would recommend. And I always recommend this with anyone who has a Saturn position with a personal planet as well. Another side of the power relationship or the power side of the relationship is that it looks like that our, you know, Raquel's Pluto is very close to Tom's Venus placement. Um, so again, another um, heavy hitting sort of generational planet um, activation. What I see here with Pluto um, being squared, the Venus placement uh, with Raquel, again, she may have uh, situations where control and power are really um, at the surface. I mean, you know, Pluto placements at her ascendant as well, too, um, as we had seen last week. So issues of exerting control and trying to exert influence a lot of the time is kind of a sticky point for her. How to transform controlling and having influence outside of herself. I think that's key for her, you know, kind of not to, or to kind of recognize that it's not about people following you. It's about people maybe waking up and, you know, you might help people to wake up and realize the realities, but not necessarily they're going to agree with you and follow you every single step of the way. Um, and I think that's a huge point of transformation for anyone who has Pluto on their ascendant. But in the relationship, I wouldn't be surprised if Pluto, like there's some right now, if it's like, it might be like a bed of roses, but what might come out eventually with Tom is that um, she may be a little overtly controlling in the relationship. She might want, you know, she, she wants to put Tom in a box is really what it conveys. Uh, usually that's what a Plut you know, Plutonian sort of relationship kind of comes down to. What I do recommend with Raquel, continue on with trying to transform power into something higher. You know, the relationship, um, instead of boxing Tom, you know, when it comes to his affection, she wants to box them in and make sure they're controlled to be exactly one way. You know, um, I would say instead of trying to put a box around somebody, lift the box up let the person breathe, let the person contribute what they're going to contribute and whatever they contribute, you know, probe deeply in or kind of consider it deeply and, you know, make that a part of the transformation process and the relationship. So instead of trying to control the person to be exactly how you want them to be, try maybe to let them be who they are and what they bring into the relationship. For Tom, um, I think that when it comes to his love for Raquel, holding her accountable for when she is going down a power-mongering, destructive path and helping her really to overcome that, you know, and the best way to overcome, to help is to be honest. Hey, I feel like you're controlling me right now. I feel like you're putting me in a box right now because of A, B, C, and D. You know, um, how can we work to take care of this, you know, again, having a constructive conversation as to how to get rid of that, so to speak. I'd say the same is true with Raquel when it comes to her Pluto is also near Tom's Uranus and Jupiter conjunction. 
So maybe controlling some of his viewpoints, it would be also inevitable in the relationship. And again, let go. Let him have his viewpoints. You have your own viewpoints in the process. Um, even though your viewpoints may be very in your mindset and your paradigm may be very different, maybe based off of, you know, it's based off of ideals, knowing that's conjunct um, Neptune, again, letting go and letting him have his viewpoints while you have yours, I think is also going to be key and crucial in the relationship. And then I also note down generational differences. And I think it's just because Tom's Pluto placements in Libra, conjunct Saturn while Raquel's is really more in Scorpio. So she's more of a millennial. He's more kind of the exennial. Um, so there might be some generational differences to patch up in the relationship. Um, some, I think regarding again, destroying old power um, in relationships. I think that's one thing that Tom, I think works with a lot of the time or destroying old, you know, trying to transform the old continually in the relationship in order to make something new again. And um, that could provide a stressor if someone's not really prepared for it. Um, but I think really, again, it, like I said, just, I just think that they just have a little bit of a generational difference as well. And the last note that I have is that Raquel's Uranus conjunct Neptune placement is also squared Tom's Pluto conjunct Saturn placement. And again, I kind of see it both ways where Tom may try to control Raquel's viewpoints as well too, or her viewpoints, because her viewpoints might sound very airy fairy and very, um, very, you know, idealistic, but not really rooted in reality. Again, I just think dropping the reins in the relationship, not controlling and not demeaning someone else's paradigm. And maybe finding ways to incorporate both paradigms in the relationship, I think, will be very helpful for this relationship as well. Um, so, I mean, I actually wish Tom and Raquel the best. I know, you know, it's not ideal to have an affair, but I know sometimes having an inevitable attraction happens and I think really when it comes to the positives of this relationship, I mean, I'm giving you a lot of the warnings, but, um, you know, I see that Tom's son, Mercury, and Mars placements are actually trined Raquel's Saturn position. So I see a lot of grounding and a lot of grounding energy from her. Like maybe she just, you know, between her son's position and also this, this trine, I see that where she might ground him a little bit and kind of help him to calm down a little bit more in the relationship and really kind of see what's a little more important um, as opposed to, I mean, it's with reality shows, especially with Cancerian individuals and reality shows, their emotions get super souped up and it's like everybody's, everyone else's opinions matter too much she may give him a little more perspective and kind of ground him a little bit when it comes to the perspective in the relationship. I also see that, again, Tom's son, Mercury, Mars position is also really well uh, trined with her, uh, with Raquel's Venus and uh, Jupiter positions, as well as her North Node positions. It might seem like the relationship is faded, 
I think there's going to be a lot of profound lessons for Tom when it comes to having this relationship with Raquel. Um, but overall, I do see that there is a genuine affection in the relationship. Even though there's a heavy Pluto influence in there, um, there's a genuine, genuine um, affection um, involved. And I think really that might, you know, what really causes the affection for the two of them might actually help. With, again, with the nebulous areas, the 12th house areas of this particular chart. And I think the last thing, too, is that uh, Tom's Pluto and Saturn conjunct is also, uh, looks like it is actually sextile Raquel's moon's position. And what I kind of see here is that, again, maybe a very um, intuitive sort of relationship uh, I see where he might even ground Raquel a little bit when it comes to her emotional sphere, her emotional area, you know, being her, her moon being in Sagittarius and her emotional area being that of being a wise soul may actually provide other profound, deep insights um, for Tom when it comes to the relationship and how to transmorph Pluto tendencies into something bigger, into something better. So there are some things that do work within this relationship. Um, however, I just, again, the, the things I warn against, just, you know, uh, I, I would just say, just, just beware of these tendencies or just beware of tendencies that might break out, especially if there is tension. All right, stargazers. Well, I do hope that this the, these, this two-parter with the Vanderpump rules, like what went on, was very informative. I know this is a new venture for me, and uh, it, was an, it was like, again, part of the creativity aspect from Gemini season. Um, and above all, I just, I hope that, that it was very entertaining and also very enlightening for you guys. Um, if you are involved in an affair, um, hopefully this, this shares some insights for you. Um, some things that, you know, it, it can also bring some things that can help you to kind of think through the relationship, think through the affair, and maybe think through all relationships concerned when it comes to a love triangle or the love rectangle. I know sometimes that also happens as well, too. So hopefully that this has been helpful and enlightening. Above all, stargazers, do not be afraid to look up at the stars. This is where we actually see our origins with astrology. But also, too, we are in a new moon, and I kind of feel like any sort of planetary energy that's or any sort of plants that are out, you're going to see it full force. Any sort of constellations, you'll definitely see it more full force at this time. I just think also looking up at the stars provides a nice break. Um, especially if things might be a little stressful or a little chaotic. Um, I know that we're shifting from Gemini season into Cancer season. So stay tuned next week for that particular episode on Cancer season and what's to come. But sometimes with shifts, it can kind of bring some stressors and, you know, brings, like I said, looking up at the stars brings a nice, nice reprieve from that. But above all, stargazers, um, I forgot to tell you, I'm nice and well. I'm much better than I was last week. I'm able to lift heavy things without a lot of pain, so that's always good. And I just hope that you are well as well, too, and that you remain nice and well and safe out there in the world, especially with Saturn and Pluto retrograde right now. Saturn just went retrograde as of today. Um, so hopefully 
you're just seeing restructuring and not a lot of other chaos and other stuff that's going on within your realm. Above all stargazers, between now and next week, be well, and I will talk to you then. If you have any questions or comments for Sandra Misek, you can contact her at Misek, that's M-I-S-E-K, at Sandra, actually, sorry, Misek.Sandra at gmail.com. You can also contact her on her Instagram page. It is at Sandra.Misek, again, that's M-I-S-E-K. For as little as $2 a month, you can also become a Patreon to this podcast. Visit patreon.com forward slash 7th house astrology for more details.